spring, there's a musical in production. The Whitman Musical Theater Project, a student-run group passionate about providing opportunity and keeping musical theater in the community psyche, opened Disaster, a jukebox musical intended as an homage to 1970s disaster films. The premise is, agreeably, a bit out there, but the show's director has faith that this cast will pull it off. You're listening to the Whitman Wire podcast. I'm Casey Moulton. This week, I sat down with sophomore Kellen Flynn, Disasters Director, to think more about the gap the Whitman Musical Theatre Project seeks to fill on campus, as well as this show, which he described as camp, satire, and self-aware. My name is Kellen Flynn. Uh, I am the director of Disaster the Musical. I'm a sophomore theatre major. This is the second musical you've played a big role in putting on on campus, correct? Yes. Um, I last year produced and directed the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which was a lot of fun. I'm very proud of it. And my guess as you've been involved with musical theater since before your time at Whitman? Yeah, about 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. And it's something that, that was important to you and something that you wanted to continue as a part of your college experience? Yeah, I mean, I uh, came to college uh, originally with the intention of being a teacher, actually, and then I was like, oh, I think I set the bar too low for myself. I want to be a director because that's what I'm like really passionate about. Mm-hmm. But I just, I grew up doing musicals and I got here and I was like, <laughs> they don't do them here. And I just like, wanted to be in them, right? And then I was like, well, I'm sure other people like grew up doing musical theater and seeing their school musicals and they want to come see shows that aren't as deep and academic as the theater department likes to produce. We started the musical theater project, me and Alice Kruger, who have since graduated to provide an outlet for more fun in the theater from an audience perspective as well as from an involvement perspective. But it's not like we're doing theater for politics. We're doing it for fun (laughs) and for entertainment, yeah. A little lighter, maybe, than some of the other other productions that get put on on campus. Mm -hmm. So the Musical Theater Project is an entirely Mm student-run organization, correct? Yes. How much institutional support do you receive? Very little. There's a lot of uh, red tape that has come in our way um, in terms of using the space for our productions. And the theater department, you know, is very kind and they let us use their space and they let us use their resources. And Nate Tomshek is incredible and is, is much more helpful than he needs to be, as well as uh, Aaron Chavadal. But there's definitely, they're, they're, you know, they're not giving us things. Like we are, I don't know how to explain this. The theater department is required to let students use their spaces if they're not currently being used. So we took advantage of that. Yeah. It's, it's probably a matter of scheduling things around. <laughs> yes, other we are scheduling around sure. their entire season. There's nothing being given to us, I, I will say. They're, they're letting us use some like lights and some things like that is uh, very kind of them. But other than that, like all of our costumes are being designed and, and bought and built by our costume designer. Some stuff is borrowed actually from there as well, which is incredible. All of our props though, we made. We had to acquire the rights on our own, schedule our own rehearsal time. We're Jillian is, you know, conducting and organizing a whole orchestra. Some people may believe it is a theater department production because it takes place in the theater. It is most certainly not. All of these pieces take a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Licensing a musical takes, yeah. takes a lot of money. How is the musical theater project funded? It's funded by the Whitman Events Board, which was, I guess, like our web endeavor last year because we were just like, we really want a musical on campus. And we pitched for money and we got it. And then we have 
since pitched again this year and we got it again, which we're very thankful for. We had to fight a little harder this year because they, they thought our budget was too big, but we had to, we, we, we got it eventually, which we're happy about. Are you imagining <laughs> challenges there moving forward given a decrease in student body next year impacting student fees? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's also just like theater in general is kind of, it always historically and still is kind of looked at as like a, I guess a lower art form. And so it's it's hard for people who like don't know a lot about it. There's, there's that kind of, uh, lack of understanding I guess that's always going to be a problem and then you know with the budget cuts coming forward as well I mean it's it's just not going to be easy I'm not going to be on campus next year so like I will not be heading it next year so it might die it will probably come back my senior year hopefully with with that in mind knowing that funding is always a question are there mm-hmm. other campus partners or community organizations that in an ideal world you'd like to work with we are like currently working with drama club although that's like I mean we're all involved in it as well I'm also the student theater coordinator for drama clubs the other thing is drama club does not get a lot of funding either so what that helps us with is by buying our playbills for the production or like getting snacks for rehearsals or something like that. I would ideally like to actually work with the music department because they have the opera workshop every year and they did Little Women this last this last semester. I think I would like to talk to them about maybe having a student direction opportunity there. We could maybe build that into a more supported financial environment rather than just like us really fighting for our lives out here. <laughs> You're doing your best to yeah. keep it afloat. You're doing your best to keep <laughs> things moving. How has the campus community reacted to musical theater? It's been pretty positive. I, I mean, Spelling Bee was, that was crazy for me to experience just like how excited people got about it, especially because opening night, you know, maybe like 60 people there. And so I was like, okay, like people aren't really into musicals, whatever's gonna happen. But apparently people talked about it and then we were sold out every night and we had to turn people away, which was really crazy. Um, it's a great problem to have. <laughs> I know, yeah, for, for seriously. Um, and then Bear happened on campus, which was also from, from my understanding pretty well received so I I think there's definitely an interest in like watching them for sure so that's kind of the backdrop for for where we are talk to me a little bit about this show why this show oh my gosh last year we did spelling bee because it was really easy to do on a low budget um, and it was a good script so we were like okay let's do this and then we wanted to open it up a little more because Spelling Bee is a cast of nine and so uh, we wanted to have more opportunities for people and more for like our like costume designer and our lighting designer to play with and we ultimately decided on Disaster which was you know maybe like my second my second choice I'm really glad we did it and now it is my first choice because it is so funny you will look up the Wikipedia synopsis and be like is this something that I actually want to watch this looks bad it is very aware of what it is trying to be it is very satirical it is very camp I mean it's it feels like a parody musical to me almost so I have been cracking up the entire time it's a jukebox musical so it's songs from the 70s disco um, that you probably know the opening number is hot stuff I Will Survive is in there. So there's a lot of songs that you will recognize and and the setup for them is, I feel like if you've seen Mamma Mia, right? Mm -hmm. Like a jukebox musical, they're like, oh, like, and they just sing these songs and it somehow works. These, they like, they're like forced in there in the funniest ways. So you'll see, and and, and I love it. It is my favorite part about the show is how they introduce these musical numbers. So we've moved up from a cast of nine Mm -hmm. to this year. How many students are involved in this production? 
Uh, we have a lot of students involved, so we have a cast of 16. We have the wind-up birds playing for us, as well as some people who are not a part of like the actual band, but like they needed, we needed a flute player. So we have some honorary wind-up birds Very as well. Good. And so that is 10 people in our orchestra. And then our creative team, so like our direction, music direction, choreography, costumes, props, all of that is 11 people. And then our crew is about 10 at this point as well. We have like four more people coming on to like help with like house management and stuff like that. No one's getting paid except for the, the orchestra because paying your musicians is important. Talk me through the decision to go with an orchestra instead of like a track. Is that just a nuance of this particular musical or um, a decision that your you and your creative team made? It was really important to all of us to have a live orchestra because that's something that the theater department has stopped doing. We wanted to be able to provide that opportunity because as a musician, like playing in a pit orchestra for a musical is definitely a really good experience because there's a lot of jobs for doing that specifically. That is something that we wanted to be able to provide because that wasn't happening at Whitman anymore. And also just logistically, Disaster actually doesn't have canned tracks available. I mean, it forces you to have an orchestra, but we were planning on using one from the beginning, so that was not a problem. Yeah, and it's also just like something that really... I don't know. It's it's more enjoyable to watch when there's we are the wind up birds are going to be on stage. We're not hiding them in like a pit where no one can see them. Like they're gonna be the cast is gonna interact with them and everything too. We're really excited to have that live music component as well. It seems like providing opportunity that doesn't exist or doesn't exist often mm -hmm. seems to be a goal of yeah. the musical theater project mm -hmm. and uh, something that you're certainly spearheading. What has it meant to provide those opportunities? I mean, as much as I'd like to be like, oh, I'm such a good person and I'm doing this for everyone else. I mean, I, I saw an opportunity to get some full direction credits uh, and I took those. And in the process, I was also like, yeah, wait a minute. No one else is getting any of these opportunities either. Like it would be really easy to include a bunch of other people in this as well. And so I started talking to my friends in the theater department, which has very little majors. We were all like, okay, let's just go to web and get money and do this production independently. And we can all take on these full creative roles that we would not have access to otherwise and other people as well like we have like people who aren't really involved in theater but like are really involved in like art like working on our props and our set and you know also including people in the music scene who aren't getting those like live accompaniment opportunities as much it was definitely something that it started off as a i want to direct a show and it has since evolved into a oh my god there is no opportunity we can keep doing this and keep providing that which has become more important Live music is helping Disaster to stand out from other, more recent productions on campus. Although time in a pit orchestra is limited, live performance isn't on campus. Senior Leander Swan has played trumpet for the Wind-Up Birds since his sophomore year, in addition to time spent in other ensembles. But this opportunity is sticking out. I'm Leander Swan. Cool. And talk to me about your role with the Wind-Up Birds. I play trumpet, yeah, the horn section. Been, been with them for a little while. I don't really know how long now. It's probably been like two-ish years since my sophomore year. You've been performing live on campus for a bit. What is 
this new experience music for a show gonna gonna look like well like the wind up birds kind of we do our own thing a lot of the time and kind of so it's a new exciting thing to i think have be playing with some other groups on campus it's also a new challenge to be kind of planning with other people uh but so far i'd say it's gone like relatively smoothly at least for me but i'm not the one planning things so how is this different from mm, other experiences yeah. you've had yeah i mean i also i played in an orchestra for a musical like sister act in high school but that was you know different because people weren't as like right on the level of like college level drama department so this is definitely going to be really exciting i'm kind of excited we have our like sits pro this saturday and so i'm kind of excited to see how the uh, the actors are doing because so far we've just been like rehearsing by ourselves it's been fun to get to know some of the other like people in the music community i play in the wind ensemble in the orchestra but i hadn't met some of the other people that are currently in the orchestra for the for the show so it's kind of nice getting to meet some new people is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to the most i know that the band gets to be on stage for yeah. for the for at least part of the show yeah i'm not really sure like where we're gonna be located if like if there's an orchestra pit or like what so that will be interesting i know we're wearing costumes so i'm kind of excited to see the other people's costumes because i've i only know what mine looks like and i think that will be a first kind of dressing up for something like that for me so that's pretty exciting and yeah. i know that there's other musicians on campus that are helping take part has that felt is it has been fun to work with other people or are you used to it since you perform with other groups on campus yeah i mean it, it's kind of fun to meet some new people and and they're all like really qualified so far and so that's been nice <laughs> uh, was well, there anything else about helping with disaster um, you'd like to mention it's kind of a fun way to finish off my senior year. Providing opportunity is part of what's making this experience stick out for musicians. But in a lot of ways, this show also serves as a way to show off other skills and styles that aren't predominantly featured by the theater department writ large. So, what does the future look like? That's a question that Kellen and I discuss towards the end of our interview. And that evolution is naturally ongoing. In an ideal world, what would you see as the future of the musical theater project at Whitman? I mean, I, I hope this would happen, that uh, I would hope that the theater department would maybe build it into their season and provide mentorship opportunities for everyone just to have a completely like student-led show with our faculty and guest artists in those mentor roles kind of guiding as opposed to like us being assistants to them. I think just like doing a full show like that and a full show that's fun and just like lower stakes would be ideal or through the music department through that class the opera workshop would be another way to kind of just like give it the the, the stability that it needs <laughs> to continue to exist because right now it's just living on uh, passion from a lot of people alone and most of us are abroad next year so you know if people are interested in taking over uh, I will give you the Instagram account information. You can come talk to me to keep it afloat next year. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I would like for it to last for a while because it is a really, really good opportunity and, and definitely the most valuable thing I've done at college so far, I think. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot as well. Would stability also look like more than one show a year? Oh, that would be awesome, given the resources of actors that we have and balancing classes and things like that. Like, I don't want to direct two shows a year. It's a lot of work. I don't know how possible that would be, but if that was something that, like, students were really interested in and we had, like, different production teams and different casts for multiple shows a year, like, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I think the stability that we're looking for is more just, like... Money 
money. <laughs> money, resources, um, a, a, a space that we can, like, actually just, like, claim. Like, we've had to move rehearsals, like, last minute a bunch of times because the theater department has been like, we're actually using this space. Sorry. And that's, you know, it's there. That's that's fair. That's, that's what we have to do. Um, so it would be nice to have just, like, that uh, kind of, like, institutional support as well. Support. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like the, the place you're in right now is working to strike a balance between... Yes. We have all of these students who are very enthusiastic about something very specific, and we mm-hmm. want to be able to provide them with an opportunity, but also we're students. Yes. We, have, we wish we had more funding, and we mm-hmm. wish we had more time and more people. Right, so yeah. So balance is the... the Well, that's the other thing is like rehearsals are like, you know, it's not a small commitment to be a part of a musical. And we have had a lot of conflicts with our actors specifically with like getting that scheduled. So like this has been the weirdest rehearsal process I've ever had where we're doing everything out of order. Like I'll call people in for like 20 minutes to work a scene and then I will send them home because they have like a class or something. We're finally getting to the part where we have everyone like our first run through with our entire cast was yesterday, right? And that is just how it a happens. A week before. A week before we open, yeah. And the, and the show is great. Like, everyone's been putting in their work, like, of course. But that is just how it works when you're working with a bunch of students who are doing this for fun, which is what we want to provide. So it's been a challenge being able to accommodate everything, but, like, it is very important to us that we, we did do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so we are a little under a week out. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is left to do before then? We are finishing getting all of the lights in place. Uh, I just saw everything with our, our disco ball. We're Reflecting everywhere, which was very fun. I know our costume designer is just finishing up some alterations. We have our sits probe on Saturday, tomorrow, where we're running through with the wind-up birds and the cast together for the first time. Uh, We're just gonna do a whole music run through, which will be super fun. And then we go into our dress rehearsals. We have three dress rehearsals and then the show opens. We're we're in the home stretch uh, and it's it's very exciting. It's, It's really came together and it is I mean the script is so like this can either be a really bad show or a really good show and I think everyone in the cast understands how to make it a good show walk me through this performance schedule if you have it at the top of your mind the performance when schedule when can we come watch oh yes so you can come Thursday at 8 Friday at 8 Saturday there's a matinee at 2 I believe and then a performance at 8 and then Sunday is it a final mat- I, it, it's either a matinee or a night show um, one of the two and we close that Sunday tickets are completely free so you have no reason not to come anything else you'd like to share about this experience working to get the musical theater project where it is or disaster in particular there's just been so much hard work that has went into this like not just from myself and the actors i think the thing that a lot of people forget when they go see theater is they think oh this actor was really good or this direction was really good like i really liked this script right because that is what is presented and a lot of times it's overlooked like the hundreds of hours that have went into like building the costumes and programming the lights for the show and the people that are backstage making sure the prop are in the right places and helping the actors with their quick changes. It is really so much more than the 16 people you are going to see on stage. There are so many people involved in this production, I guarantee you have are either friends or have a class with someone involved. So please come. Uh, it's been a lot, a lot of hours, a lot of hard work, and we're all very proud of it. <laughs> a reminder of the invisible work is always important. Exactly. We take for granted what we see in the spotlight and forget that someone has to make sure the spotlight is on at the right time. Exactly, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
talking about invisible labor and theater got me thinking about other pieces that shape the final show. Musicals stick out because of their intricately planned musical numbers and careful choreography. Dances that have to be planned and taught by someone with experience and expertise. For Disaster, that someone is sophomore Paige Yanni. I'm Paige Yanni, I'm a sophomore, and I am choreographing Disaster. Uh, can you talk me through your background in musical theater and choreography more broadly? Yeah, so um, I actually don't have a lot of experience with musical theater. I have a lot more experience with dance, just like growing up being in classes. I started when I was five and I started with ballet and tap and then over the years I added in jazz and modern I did point for a little bit and then I definitely got really into tap in my last few years of high school so I'm really excited I got to choreograph a tap piece for this show and which has kind of been a dream of mine so I was excited about that yeah since musical theater is something newer in your your life as a choreographer what made disaster the opportunity for you yeah well Kellen asked me me and I was pretty nervous about doing it but I thought if he asked me he trusted me enough to do that so I definitely felt like I needed to do a little more research um, look at like what moves are typically done in musical theater I also was aware that I was working with people who might not necessarily be dancers that was a bit of adjustment trying to think of like what moves would make, make sense, sense to those people so yeah a lot of research like I looked at a lot of videos where sometimes I'd get like a five second bit out of like a seven minute video so I'd just be going through like looking for different 70s moves watched a lot of bad videos was there anything that came out of that research that surprised you in a way you weren't expecting? Yeah. Or anything about the process that surprised you? Oh, that's a good question. We can talk about it in two separate pieces, if that would be better. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of it, I think at some point I realized I had to adjust some of these moves by myself. Like I wasn't going to find everything like a full piece of 30 second choreography that I wanted I might like the arms from something and have to like mesh it myself and so it I think I wanted to keep researching and like finding individual moves that I could link together. And finally, I kind of reached a point where I, I knew I had to do the work and like come up with my own moves. I think I also realized that like I didn't have to find everything so strictly in that 70s era. Like they were doing all sorts of dance moves back then. I wasn't gonna find everything from a video. Some of it just had to be my instinct with the song, my relationship with the song. I think trying to find the line between like doing research and express just the moves like I naturally wanted to do with the music like how to combine that was a bit of a challenge and nice. yeah it kind of surprised me I guess yeah. is there a scene or moment that you're most proud of yes <laughs> well when you go see the show Saturday night is one of the songs and I was brainstorming with my family over winter break and we came up with the idea to spell out Saturday with eight seven different people however many letters are in Saturday kind of <laughs> cheerleading style and it looks so fun and it worked so well it's one of those things where um, there was so much choreography that I just 
didn't know how it was going to look with 13 people on stage. And so that I was kind of, um, I was nervous. I was really nervous to see how it would all look. And that was one of those moments that I had an idea in my head and I didn't know if it was going to read and we did it and I'm proud of it. It looks so good. Yeah. Has it been rewarding to see it go from drawing board to center stage? So rewarding. I think I felt like I, I had a lot of doubt. I didn't, I felt like I might not know what I was doing. Things might not read. Um, and so I was really, really nervous up until even through the first few rehearsals, I was nervous as people were learning things and it wasn't looking polished yet and I was thinking maybe my choreography wasn't gonna read wasn't gonna come together and look good and then as we've gotten into these final final rehearsals people have worked on them they're going full out it's with the songs and I saw it with lights for the first time and it's made me feel like okay I knew what I was doing I put in the work it's paid off so yeah do you see choreography in your future I do I didn't really before this I have done little bits and pieces of choreography just in my dance classes as exercises in a modern class and it wasn't it truthfully wasn't my favorite but I think this process has been so much more rewarding because I think I put in more work than I ever did before did more research than I ever have done before for a piece of choreography and then I'm actually able to like see it on stage with the lights. It's not just me in a room messing around with something. It's and not so, the Apprentice Ballet Studio. It's it is something else. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually on stage. It's not me feeling like oh, I'm messing around in a room. And it's cool to see like 13 people doing it. I'm like, that's me. That's mine. <laughs> Do you think that this opportunity has helped you find your voice or your style as a choreographer or as a dancer more broadly? Definitely. It's definitely influenced by the fact that it's a seven musical like some of these moves I would probably not be inclined to use if I were doing a different piece of choreography but I think there were some songs that surprised me with how much I just had instincts about the movement I said this is what needs to happen here this is gonna look fun and so yeah I think it's really helped me be more confident of like I know my relationship with the music and yeah walk me through the teaching progress a big part of choreography is teaching it yeah. to other people what's that been like that was definitely an adjustment, especially because, like I said, I've done a little bit of choreography and teaching other people choreography in a very casual setting just for like 30 minutes in the middle of a modern class. But the thing with that is you're all at the same level. You all already have the same vocabulary. If you're teaching someone a little ballet combo, they already know the ballet terminology you're going to use. And so I think this was hard hard because I didn't know exactly where everyone was at. We had people do a little bit of movement at the audition, but it really wasn't, wasn't quite enough for me to get completely where everyone was. I think the biggest things that surprised me were about, teach, about teaching where I had to rely on my dance captain more than anticipated, but it was great. I still felt like I had the final say. It was my choreography, but I had that person to bounce ideas off of or to say, hey, you know, you were planning on moving on, but actually I'm looking around the room and I think everyone needs to, you know, run it a few more times before we move on. Like she felt comfortable saying that and that was great. I think reteaching things in different ways was was an adjustment. I had to find like, okay, that way, the first way I taught it made sense to me, but clearly that's not working. Like, how do I reframe it? Yeah, it makes sense. 
makes a lot of sense. Do you think you've got a better grasp of what it means to teach at this point? I think I do, yeah. I think I have a lot more confidence, too. That was also just the biggest thing where now I'm just like, okay, here we go. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) So it seems to be a very collaborative process. Has that collaboration been expected or unexpected? I think a little bit of both. I definitely knew Kellens was very collaborative when he got all these people together and he's always made me feel valued and like he appreciates my input. I got the impression from the beginning that it was gonna be very collaborative but I think parts of it surprised me the amount of trust Kellen put in me and the input he would take on on parts that kind of were uh, walking the line between just blocking and choreography. We definitely like work together on those pieces and yeah I think the collaboration even like with the cast saying hey does this make sense to you I think that surprised me more like the collaboration with the cast and how well that worked out where we were able to reach consensus without it being too messy so we are a little less than a week out at this point from opening night (laughs) what is left to do before then I think the biggest thing for me to see Choreography-wise is how what it's going to be like with the live music and the singing and the dancing all pieced together because I think that's an adjustment. They're going to be, the actors are going to be focused more on like lining up the singing. So I'm kind of anticipating we'll have to clean up dancing after that, which will be totally normal and great. But yeah, it's basically just putting everything together and polishing it up as much as we can before opening night. Seems like you've been working on this for for several months. It's got to be a little strange to see the end in sight. (laughs) Where, how are you feeling about that, knowing that the end is near? I'm really excited to see it on stage. Like you said, I've been working on it for a while, and so I think finally seeing it on stage with an audience will be really exciting. I've been in rehearsals. It's super funny. I'm so excited to, like, show everyone else just how funny it is. Yeah, I think it'll be a little sad. The cast has been fun, and I love going to rehearsals, but I think it's been big time investment for everyone and it'll be kind of fun to like have it actually go out there in the world. Something I spoke quite extensively with Kellen about yesterday was the kind of invisible labor that goes into mm. the end product of a, of a musical. Is there anything you'd like to speak about on that point since people don't see the work that goes into the choreography? I did not anticipate how much in advance we had to start this process. Like we started having productions meetings last semester And then I spent a lot of time over winter break and over spring break just doing research. I definitely think there's a lot of invisible, not invisible labor. I think that people on this in the cast and crew have done a very good job of giving credit, but I didn't anticipate how far in advance you had to do it. I think I didn't anticipate how much it would help me to do research, even if I didn't see the effects of that research right away. (laughs) It didn't always feel super fruitful at first, but I think I saw like the work I had put in kind of, I, oh. You knew it was coming together. Yes. It was gonna look like something you weren't sure what maybe? Yes, and there was just like ideas and video, little snippets of videos I had put together that I was able to like draw on later that I at the first thought might be going in the trash bin and then I was able to like pull pieces out of them later. So that was exciting, but it was, it was frustrating at first where I was like, I don't know if this is going anywhere. Yeah. But it had to be almost overwhelming 
to have all that in front of you. It was. I had never done it before, and I was just worried it wasn't going to pan out. But I think I also didn't want to let people down. I knew everyone else was working very hard on their pieces, seeing Chloe, like, pulling together all the costumes. I'm sure other people had their doubts, too. I know Kellen mentioned he was nervous about blocking such a complicated show, so I was definitely nervous, but... Um, I, I really wanted to do well for everyone involved. I don't think it's possible to understate the sheer quantity of moving pieces that make live theater possible. And a whole lot more people than those I spoke to for this episode have played pivotal roles in the musical theater project's production of Disaster. Students are providing themselves with the chance to have their own moments under the spotlight and proving to the campus and broader community that musical theater deserves the chance to take the stage. Disaster runs this weekend, April 20th through 23rd, 2023, with shows at 8 p.m. Thursday through Saturday, a 2 p.m. matinee on Saturday before the closing show, also at 2 p.m. on Sunday, April 23rd. Information about ticketing can be found on Instagram at Whitman.MusicalTheater. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a product of the Whitman Wire newspaper, publishing Whitman News since 1896. All the music in today's episode was performed by the White Dove Birds. We'll see you next time.